Robbie Knox here, landlord of the Moon Underwater, and I have a very exciting announcement to share with you. Have you ever found yourself listening along to the podcast thinking, hmm, I wish I could experience this with my own eyes in the real world? Well, you're in luck, because very soon the Moon Underwater will be returning to the other realm for a special live show. As it's such a special occasion, we thought we'd invite an equally special guest along. Joining us on the night to create their dream pub is the Edinburgh Comedy Award-winning comedian Ahir Shah. It's taking place on Sunday the 7th of April at Moth Club in London. Tickets are on general sale now. Search Moon Under Pod on socials, head to our page and click the link in the bio to get your tickets. We look forward to seeing you there. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello to all, and ye to thee, and let the pint be marching in your hand towards us so. It is I, John Robbins here, landlord of the moon underwater. Uh, astride me is uh, the lovely Robin Allender, but he's astride me not in a literal sense, um, because something very exciting has happened, the moon underwater this week. The moon underwater has rent itself in twain, mm. and it is bisecting the realms. Is that the word you'd use, Robin? Yeah, yes. So the moon underwater is sort of astride the realms. Robin is astride the moon underwater, and I am astride myself, I think is actually a more accurate way of putting it. Bisecting, yeah, bisecting. Bisecting, and the moon underwater has revealed itself in two locales. Love the word locales. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. What does bifurcate mean? Um, 
Good cue. Why don't you pop inside your um, your own mind for once? Yep. It means to to divide into two branches or forks. Yes, because I think you do that with sticks. Yeah, or rivers. Or a river, for goodness sake, if you ever wanted to split a river in two. Yeah. <laughs> because it was getting too big for its boots mm. uh, to create two smaller rivers. Or an oxbow. Or an oxbow. Well, an oxbow is slightly different. Anyway. You see a river... Oh, sorry, yeah, carry on. <laughs> Bit of river news for you there, folks. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, I uh, the moon underwater has revealed itself for me in Edinburgh, and uh, for Robin, back in the mists of, I don't really know where, but it's certainly a very misty area. Yeah. Must be a lot of sort of low-hanging peat bogs. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of har. Is there a lot of har? Yeah, there's a lot of ha, yeah. Ha, ha. Um, well, yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm bifurcated in London, uh, but I've been to Cornwall since we last spoke. So is that trifurcated? No, because you're not currently bifurcated yourself. I suppose my memory's sort of been bifurcated, left a bit of myself, furcated a bit of myself down there, yeah. So it's safe to say that for this episode of The Week in Pubs, there have been an awful lot of pubs in our weeks. True? Mm-hmm. Extra- an extraordinary amount, yeah. And we're not even going to discuss the three pubs that were in our week together last week, because that's the subject of the most recent episode of Behind the Cellar Door. It is. Featuring live pub crawl audio. And is there any better feeling on earth than listening to two guys having been being <laughs> on and looking forward to a pub crawl? Never actually record in a pub. It's very much the Captain Mannering's wife of the of the show, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's about right. Yeah. Because I, you don't want to sully the pub atmos by getting a blooming phone out and speaking into it. And I think that's quite good to let the pub be its own mystique. Yes, yeah. But, John, Edinburgh, pub capital of Europe. <laughs> it is. Do you know what? I don't mind calling it that. Because yeah. I think it's got as good a claim as anyone. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, so when? how long have you been up and which pubs have you been to? Um, so I have been up for uh, exactly two days. Uh, well, 50 hours. Okay, so two nights. Two nights. Um, two pub crawls. Ooh. Um, Are you st- have you done, has the Fringe started? Have you done any shows yet? No, my first show is tomorrow. Oh, okay. And I think what I've, I'm going to say I've been guilty of something. Talk to me. Rob, I think I've been yeah. guilty in the last two or three trips to Edinburgh of being pretty much solely focused on the Dagda. Okay. And I realised that I probably actually, even though I described my, I would describe myself as someone who, knows their Edinburgh pubs. I reckon I haven't been to half of them. So uh, the first night I went to the Jolly Judge. Ooh. Have you ever been to the Jolly Judge? I don't think I've been to the Jolly Judge. Let's have a little Luke in the old uh, Luke in the book of my mind. So in Edinburgh, if you've not been, they have, well, it's a very old city, which means it's on lots of levels because it was sort of built up as the city sort of grew and got more modern. (laughs) And it has this... If anyone's familiar with Ian Rankin's books, in some of the main roads, it has little alleyways, little sort of ginnels. What would you call them, Rob? Oh, well, closes? 
Yes, that's yeah, they are. That's actually what they are called, I think, little closes. And often in these little alleyways that lead off the main streets, you will see a little sign. So the Jolly Judge is off a little alleyway from Lawn Market in Edinburgh. Yeah. And it's a very, very old pub. I've never been there. But it's sort of been it's got like modern adornments. It's got a nice little patio outside. Um, but the, so it's quite weird because some of the walls look like you're in a sort of, um, like a Radisson blue, but you've got sort of 400 year old beams on the ceiling. Is that, is it, um, basically off the, the Royal Mile? Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, um, had a pint of Bellhaven Black, which is sort of, uh, like, I guess the Scottish Guinness, you could call it, but it's Bellhaven Brewery's stout. And it's like Guinness, but a little touch sweeter. Mm. And that was really, really nice. Nice. And I'm struggling. I cannot believe this is the case. <laughs> I'm struggling to think where else. I went. <laughs> so anyway, that was uh, the first night. The second night, I wanted to visit the pubs of Stockbridge. Yes. Well. I was just about to say this is not your forte, but um used to live in Stockbridge, so familiar with a number of the haunts. Yes, and I walked past the house uh, you used to live in. We didn't go to the pub below, but, okay, the first pub, folks, and do take the time to look this up in your mind. We went to St. Vincent, which... Oh, yeah, yeah, Vinnie's. yeah, yeah, that's a great one. And do you know what I loved about this pub? is it was one of the few pubs... So it's one of those gorgeous pubs that's like a level below the pavement. So you have to go down some steps. Yes. And I really like that because it sort of feels like you're descending into another realm. Subterranean. But they really got a great balance between doing lots of really nice cocktails and having a sort of wine bar-y vibe to it but also having a fantastic uh, selection of real ales. So you didn't feel like you were in a cocktail bar or a pub. You just sort of felt like you were in the best of both worlds. And they play vinyl there. And they've got this big stack of vinyl, which you can sort of thumb through. And it's to get to it, you can go down just the most beautiful muse it, well, it may not even be a muse. I think it might be one of the most beautiful streets I've ever been to in my entire life. And it is, if I just work out what it's called. Yeah, it's called uh, called Circus Lane. And it's sort of just these terraced houses, a little bit like the terraced houses in Jericho in Oxford, but just on one street and they've all got beautiful flowers outside and it feels like almost the street is a community in itself so you go from one end to the other there's a church at one end and then you get to the other end and there's St Vincent in in all its glory oh I tell you what I yes beautiful pub tell you where else is nice in Stockbridge the Bailey which is another subterranean one yes didn't go to the Bailey um next up went to the antiquary which is sort of a more traditional just sort of pub-type pub. Again, it's on a corner. It's down some steps. It's, it didn't have any draft. 
right? It was all uh, keg. However, it had some really nice pale ales, you know, Guinness, lagers, ciders. But it was just playing amazing music. Yeah, I remember, that's a great pub. That does get mentioned in Ian Rankin books does as it? well. Yeah, I'm sure he's mentioned that one. Mm. Really, really nice. And lots of space and the sort of place that you think, oh, I could come any day at the festival and it's not going to be too busy. Well, this is what I was going to say. If you think of going up to the Fringe and you want a quiet drink, Stockbridge does tend to be kind of out of the way of a lot of fringy stuff. Yeah, there's not really many... I think Ian McKellen's doing Hamlet. <laughs> but apart from that, it's not like lo- got lots of venues and people with lanyards walking around. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got how, sodding lanyard. How is it being back after two years? Very strange. I mean, I've, I've got memories of streets here from uh, 26 years ago. So you sort of find yourself falling through time. So the antiquary or the antiquary, what, how would you say that? Um, antiquary? Yeah. Um, was was really great. And then, finally, on to a proper, proper quirky watering hole. Sort of hard to really know how to describe it without sort of making it sound... It wasn't... It's not at all poncy. It's got a speakeasy upstairs, but the speakeasy was closed. Right, okay. If you look if you look it up in your mind, St. Bernard's Bar. Bernard's Bar, that rings a bell as well. Where, whereabouts is that? So, also in Stockbridge. So, these three amazing pubs are within about a five-minute walk of each other. Um, and St. Bernard's Bar has got this sort of red-painted ceiling with lots of different art deco lamps hanging from it. They were also playing vinyl, and the record player is on the bar. And I had a beautiful pint of uh, ale there. It might even have been Jarl, which is a superb beer. God, that looks very familiar. Um, and I saw someone next to me had a uh, had a spicy margarita because the evening was going that way. Yeah. And what was really sweet is I said to the like guy, "Oh, could I could I have a spicy margarita?" Because that was going to be my sort of last drink of the crawl. And the speakeasy, the cocktail bar upstairs was all closed. And I think this person was like a, a regular who'd sort of had a little bit of a th- deal going. But he, he went upstairs and made it. And it took him quite a long time. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say he just gave you a gin and sriracha or something. No, no. So he made this gorgeous <laughs> spicy margarita with this chilli salt around the edge. Oh, my day of my life. Sounds amazing. Well, and, and I've not been to any of these pubs before in my life mm. in Edinburgh. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good, um, good shout. You should, you should explore some new ones. I, I'm, I mean, I'm up for a few days, but I, I've always got a real soft spot for the Kilda Kin right at the bottom of the Royal Mile, which is a kind of sister pub to the Blue Blazer. Sorry, this is very Edinburgh-specific, <laughs> this, uh, this um, weekend pubs. But, um, yeah, so I'm hoping to pop into there. And I was, I'd also like to go to the Oxford Bar, because I've only been there once. I thought you used to go there quite a lot when you came up here. No. When I lived here, I actually liked going to the Cambridge Bar, which is on the same street. But the Oxford Bar, I always just found a little bit intimidating. Maybe, possibly, I don't know why. It's, so I, when I went in, it was like that kind of Western thing, where you kind of, you go in and everyone stops talking and looks at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it's, abs- I mean, I know it's absolutely lovely from you know, knowing about Ian Rankin and reading his books and stuff. 
Hello fans of Pub and Pint, I'm Jess Phillips, an MP and now for the first time a podcast host. I know that the moon underwater is used to sighing for its letters, so I think you'll love my new podcast that's all about writing letters. It's called Yours Sincerely, and in each episode I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love, someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. So with that, I'll sign off with Yours Sincerely, Jess Phillips. I hope you get to enjoy an episode of my podcast soon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Thousands of people listen to The Moon Underwater every week, and we can help deliver your brand message to targeted audiences. So if you're to be part of The Moon Underwater and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com. So um, we're going to get on to, I saw a bit of mist, as I said, swirling around Robin's ears earlier. Um, yeah. But do expect much more Edinburgh pub content. Yes. Do you know where I'm going after we finish chatting, Robin? Oh, f-, f off. Where are you going? I'm going to take my book and find a little nook in Bennett's Bar. <laughs> You've not been to the Dagda yet, then? I haven't been to the Dagda yet. And the reason being, my accommodation is in a part of the city I'm not particularly familiar with. Um, it's not in a... The, the flat's nice and the road's nice, but it's in quite a this weird sort of industrial part where everything's a building site and there's about 40 Tesco Expresses, but nothing else. Where, where is it? Where are you? Into? In f- sort of Fountain Bridge, right by the EICC. There are some nice pubs around there. Thompson's. Yes. Nice. So I'm going to get to some... I'm going to get to some pubs around here, but I have yet to, I've yet to be anywhere near the Dagda. Yeah. And I've not had time to make a special trip, but it will be very soon. Sure. Well, you're quite right. There was some mist, which I sighed for. I sighed passionately for uh, this morning. It was a quite uh, erotic sigh, actually. Well, if you don't mind saying no, so. No, it yeah. was. And, and not in a tawdry way. In a loving way. Yes, it was a very lovely sigh. Um, and this is a great mist we've had in from Pablo. Talking about odd pub attachments. You remember we were talking about pubs that doubled as other things. Yes. What would you like to have attached to a pub, like another business or service or activity? A couple of people actually bought... You remember we were talking about having record shops in pubs. A couple of people said the good names for them. One would be Bar Chords. Very which good. Is good. And another one was uh, Tasting Notes. Oh, I don't Very mind nice. at all. Very nice. But Pablo writes, Greeting to the loquacious... Loquacious John and the lovely Robin from the northeast of England and the currently sunny seaside town of Whitley Bay, I hope my mist finds you both in fine form. Not to knock any establishment that serves an alcoholic beverage, but with you talking about pub bar dual purposes and what you'd like to see attached to a bar pub, 
it made me think of the last thing you'd want or need attached to a pub bar, an estate agent. <laughs> Weirdly, this already exists in Whitley Bay. Signature. That's great. So, Partridge. Signature is just that. A cocktail bar bistro with a functioning estate agency inside. It, w- it was originally just an estate agency, but during lockdown, the owner converted it into the confusing monstrosity it's now become. They told local residents it was going to be a cafe, estate agents, whilst the work was being done to secure planning permission. People became suspicious when the hoardings put up to conceal the work had lots of champagne and cocktail (laughs) imagery on them. For me, it was the cocktail bar coming soon, written in big lettering on the boards that really gave the game away. Either way, it now exists, and I still don't understand the logic, unless it's in the hope of someone getting so drunk they buy a house. Anyway, I thought it was, and is very odd. Thank you for your time, and may all your ales be frothy and your lagers forever chilled, Pablo. Oh. Thank you so much for that, Mist. Yeah, also, like, I don't want to... It's quite a sort of easy stereotype to tar all estate agents with the same brush. Yeah. But surely, when you're dealing with an estate agent, you want to spend the least amount of time necessary (laughs) with them. So the idea of then sort of moving your meeting into a cocktail bar. Yeah, I'm just imagining it being like Smethwick's in Stathlet's Flats, the kind of rival, you know, estate agent next door. It's very funny. Well, they sort of, uh, they have fridges of Beck's in a lot of Foxton's in London, (laughs) which is is actually my idea of hell. Yeah. Um, Another great mist here from, from Lou from Eastleigh. Um, Evening, lads. I'm a bit late to the pod, but enjoying supping through the back catalogue. I've been listening to Adrian Charles' episode and was thinking about being a lone female out for a pint. When working in the Channel Islands, I took a jolly to the dinky island of Sark on my day off. I'd love to go to Sark. Mervyn Peak lived there. Um, If you've never been, it is quite the experience. No cars and just a handful of inhabitants. But it is not totally uncivilised as there are a handful of pubs there. Love an island pub. Whilst waiting for the ferry back after a wonderful day exploring, I stopped for a cheeky pint of Stella. Having worked on the road a long time, I am well versed in solo eating and drinking, so I was very shocked at the confusion from the locals as I ordered a pint and supped at a bar stool. A few healthy slurps later, a regular pointed at my pint and said, Oh, I see you are a lesbian then. Ah, jeez. This was about six years ago, not the Dark Ages. Fear not, though. I am currently draining the glass of a pint of Islander alone at the Bargeman's Rest on the Isle of Wight, feeling confident as a solo woman of ales. Much love and amber liquid Lou. That's a really nice message, and it's 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 great that you know women feeling confident enough to go out for a solo drink, but there are still a lot of attitudes that need to be challenged. Clearly, but also so glad that that awful experience didn't put you off, because so many people it would, and understandably so, because you think, well, you know, why would I want to go somewhere I risk being sort of the subject of a verbal assault? I'll just stay at home, or I won't go to pubs. So, oh man, I'm so sorry to hear that, but. All, all grist to your current solo pubbing mill. And uh, big shout out to all the solo female drinkers out there. And I just want to end with this fantastic uh, post, which was on the Moon Underwater Social Club, which you can, um, if you sign up to Patreon on moonunderpod.com, then you have access to the Moon Underwater Social Club on Facebook. So Kevin Kremen went on a pub crawl in Watford this week, and he documented the whole thing on the Moon Underwater Social Club, including pictures... He got through an astonishing amount of ale. So, okay, we don't want to condone having nine pints of ale, okay? But if you are going to condone having nine pints of ale, this is where you do it. Yeah. Uh, He had Yardbird by Green King at the Nascot Arms, Icebreaker 
by Green King at the Mascot Arms. Unlucky. Roadkill. <laughs> Roadkill by Mad Squirrel. Oh, the Mad Squirrel tap. I like that. Where, where, um, where? Which one? This is in Watford. In Watford, because Mad Squirrel's from near my neck of the woods. Ah, well, they've obviously got a tap room there. Yeah, there's a Mad Squirrel uh, tap room in Amersham and Chesham. Ah. So he had, then he had a Sumo by Mad Squirrel. Then a Della Creme Nitro, which would be up Ed Gamble's street, I think. The Sumo is a superb. And I don't mind going on record as saying it's the only beer... Well, it's sort of a it's sort of an American lager style IPA ish type vibe, but it's the only beer above four and a half percent. I would actually make a beeline for if I saw it. Ooh, a beer line. Oh, uh, and then he had a Zealous, also a Mad Squirrel, and then Pale Four by Tring Brewery. I like Tring Brewery, the Wellington Arms. Then a Guinness at Dunnings, and then a London Pride at the Glen Sports Club. I mean, Kevin, well done, and you know, I hope you're right. Yeah. Also, a little bit of a... What's Kevin's surname? Kevin Kremen. Kremsey. Got a bit of a B to P with Y. This pub crawl, it seems to have contained four pints in the same venue. <laughs> so, mind that. But you're obsessed with momentum, though. You, you have to move on. I know, but I, I... Look, I'm not having a go at the creme, but... The creme de la creme. The creme de la creme. But... It feels like he got a bit stuck. I mean, maybe there just weren't other pubs to go to, but I maybe I'm the one with the problem. My one pint per pub pub crawl rule. That is quite hard to say. I mean, he, he did still go to one, two, three, four, five pubs. Nine in five, drinking nine in five, <laughs> just to make a living. You're not getting paid for this, mate. <laughs> God, imagine getting paid to drink nine pints in five pubs. Okay, oh how about this for a rule, Rob? Go on. The next pub crawl we go on, each of us has a Wicked Wango card. What? That we can play where you get an extra pint in one of the pubs each. Uh, okay, only one. Yeah, so you, but we both can play one. Yeah, I like it. What if we both played one in the same spot? Three pints in that pub. Sounds great. Yeah. So you have to say, before you finish your pint, I declare a Wicked Wango card. <laughs> Where are you getting Wicked Wango from? It's from that um, game show that Joey presented on Friends. Uh, yeah. Sure, I think the rules are just so complex that they can't get their heads around them. And then, Oh, yeah. But then Ross gets obsessed. Yeah, Ross gets obsessed with it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. But anyway, well done, Kevin. But as we say, you know, drinking nine pints, not to be recommended. No, please, advice, but, please yeah. drink responsable. And that's responsibly, but a little bit of French je ne sais quoi. So maybe bend the rules now, hither and thither. Yeah. We don't, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're tapping our noses and saying, please don't drink nine pints. But, you know. Yeah. But, um, if, but if you do, yeah. drop us a line <laughs> and tell us how they went down. <laughs> Though I do think finishing on a London Pride after all that, that's yeah. going to sit heavy on sit the loins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for being with us for this week in pubs. Do send all your publi missed to john at moonunderpod.com. And if you want to experience things like Kevin's Pub Crawl in all its visual glory, if you want to experience the live audio of Robin and my pub crawls, which next time will feature two Wicked Wango cards, uh, then head to moonunderpod.com and sign up for the Patreon because it's it's only six quid a month. 
It's about the price of a pint in London a month. And um, for that, you just get so, so many treats and trinkets. Extended Eps, monthly pods. Feature in the patron's poem. Live tickets, because we're doing a live shows. We're doing a live shows in the Dagda uh, up in Edinburgh. And that's all gone to Patreon subscribers. Uh, so we can't wait to see you there. But f- till next time, may there be pubs in your week and weeks in your pubs. Joy in your heart and foam on your pint. And Godspeed to your legs as they take you from pub to pub. Uh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Thousands of people listen to the Moon Underwater every week, and we can help deliver your brand message to targeted audiences. So if you're to be part of the Moon Underwater and connect with engaged audio listeners, get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com.